I want to look from that reading about burnout. On the road to burnout, what are the warning signs? Short fuse, snappiness, tired all the time, feelings of inadequacy, self-pity, headaches, worry, lack of a sense of humour, complaints from family that you have a shorter temper and a lack of enthusiasm for anything. Ring any bells? We read in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3, it says, Elijah left his servant there. He isolated himself. No, I don't want anybody at my birthday party. I want to be on my own. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4, which shocked me when I was converted when I read this. This is Elijah. The great Elijah. Verse 4. What did he pray? It wasn't for revival. Prayed that he might die. Unbalanced. His mind had gone. It's as if he's saying, is there no deliverance. When is this all going to stop? I have an old friend who was a pastor in Cornwall. In the town, he got a great reputation for getting things done. He was admired because people said he never stopped working. What a wonderful pastor! What did it cost him? His marriage. It's not wonderful at all. And in this Bible passage, we see that Elijah was suffering in three ways on the road to burnout or at burnout. Number one, he was overstrained mentally. Overstrained mentally. He'd been living off his nerves for three and a half years. So what about you? You got a new job and you're really excited. And then you find it's not what you thought. You're not using your skills, your training, your experience. <coughs> Nobody ever says thank you. And you feel that you're being taken for granted. And you get home with your friends or your family, and this is what you say. They never told me about this at the interview. Doesn't help when someone responds, welcome to the real world. Or a new parent. 
It's not quite like that glossy magazine, is it? You can't remember your last uninterrupted sleep. And recently, for the self-employed, the deadline for the tax return? It wasn't exactly a laugh a minute, was it? Or you're caring for a spouse suffering with dementia. And an issue many face today. Do you place your parent in a care home? And what happens if the money runs out? And then you feel guilty. Overstrained mentally, living off your nerves. And because you're overstrained mentally, you can become physically exhausted. Watch the 10 o'clock news and then I'll have an early night. But at the end of the 10 o'clock news, you're too tired to go to bed, so you don't. And then there are the broken nights. And as for the following morning, overstrained mentally, physically exhausted, and then you become out of touch spiritually. We read in 1 Kings 19, verse 3, when he saw that, and that was Jezebel's threats. And chapter 19 follows 1 Kings 18, which is one of the great spiritual highs of the Old Testament. Who was there? Elijah. Who was leading it? Elijah. Fantastic. But 1 Kings 19, verse 3, when he saw that, the spiritual high can easily be followed by a spiritual low. He took his eyes off God and he focused on the problems. It is no wonder that he had what we would now call a breakdown. This is Elijah, one of the great prophets of the Old Testament, had a breakdown. Yes, he did. But how did God deal with Elijah? There's a beautiful pattern. He dealt first with his body. We read in verse 5, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Read it again in verse 7. Get up and eat. What I would interpret as food, sleep and fresh air. He didn't ram a bile verse down his throat. Because he dealt with his body first. We used to live round the corner from the 
Corrie Mile on the edge of Moss Side. And if our boys, our teenage boys, had a rough day at school, and it did happen, it does happen to teenage boys, the older one would say to the younger one, can you phone the curry house and order a curry? And if you do, you can have some of the curry. There are, there are perks to living in Moss Side. Not many. But you see, by the time they'd finished the curry, the bad day had evaporated. For some people, you just need to get out into the mountains. I think the Lake District is near, isn't it? That's how some people do it. The Lake District. Food, sleep, and fresh air. Get up and eat. Get up and eat. He dealt first, God dealt first with his body. And then he dealt with his mind. Verse 9. What are you doing here, Elijah? Verse 13. What are you doing here, Elijah? Because God was helping him, having fed him. God is helping him come to terms with reality. What are you doing here? Some of you know, I spent 10 years at Manchester City as the chaplain. And very occasionally in professional football, very occasionally, the odd player has a problem with drink. Not many. But the odd player has a problem with drink. It's not just football. And a number of years ago, the old England captain called Tony Adams let people know that he had a problem with alcohol and he went to a place called the Priory. It's a big help when people talk personally about their problems, e.g. the king. It gives permission. And when you go to the Priory, they don't say to you, you stupid fool. They feed you with good food. They take you for walks. You don't drink alcohol. And slowly but surely, <coughs> you tell your story to some who someone who listens and doesn't interrupt. And you slowly, carefully, begin to come to terms with reality and the possibility of a way forward. Never reproach, never blame. There's a saying which is, there's all the difference between the fence at the top of the cliff, don't go over, and the ambulance at the bottom. We'll call the emergency services. There's all the difference in the world between the fence at the top of the cliff, don't go over, and being lying at the bottom. You don't need telling that you shouldn't have gone over the cliff. 
you need an ambulance. Neither reproach nor blame when you're in a dark time. It's not helpful. He dealt with his body. He dealt with his mind. And then we read in verse 12, God speaks to him in a gentle whisper. What some of us know from the hymn as the still, small voice of calm. You don't shout at somebody who's burnt out. There used to be a manager of Liverpool Football Club called Bob Paisley. He was not a man to mess with. And, and the, journalists, the journalists struggled with him because he spoke very quietly. One day, one of the journalists was brave. He said, Mr. Paisley, Mr. Paisley, why do you speak so softly to make you listen? He dealt with his body and his mind, then his soul, and verse 15 says, go back. You can go back now. Because God gave to Elijah a vision of his power and his glory and his tenderness. And this resulted in a worn-out servant of God being restored to full fellowship. When we suffer breakdown, not if, when, when we suffer breakdown, the devil is very quick to call us failure. You're rubbish. The devil's a liar. He's a liar. Because failure is not final in the service of God. Look at Elijah. So this week I want to encourage you. Go on, spoil yourself. Take your family or a good friend to the seaside. We used to live 80 miles from the seaside, both ways in Nottingham. You're round the corner. Get to the seaside. Go on, buy donuts. If you can have a full English, you can buy a donut. Book tickets to a show. What about afternoon tea in the Tower Ballroom? See, the warning signs for Elijah, overstrained mentally and physically exhausted, spiritually out of touch. It's not the end. How did God deal with Elijah? His body. Get up and eat. Then his mind. What are you doing here, Elijah? Then he dealt with his soul. 
So go on. If you're on the way or you're there, go on this week. Spoil yourself.